Well, it's been a while, but it's time now for the Golf Club podcast. And what a pleasure it is as we get ready for the Open Championship to welcome in the director of golf at the Sanctuary Golf Course. It's Bob Schultz. Bob, how are you? Good, Randy. How are you? Thanks for having me. Uh, doing well, and uh, obviously a lot to get to, Bob, is golf right now. I think it's as hot as it's ever been. Uh, but before we get to the Open Championship or anything else about the professional golf, let's talk about uh, how things are going at Sanctuary. How are things going with you guys right now? Um, things are great out here. Golf course is in fabulous shape. Um, I know we're in kind of a drought condition um, scenario down here on the south side of Chicago, but you know we have an irrigation system that makes us, you know, it gives us the ability to keep up with these these situations. We'd like a little rain, but um, golf course is busy. Our junior camps are are off and running, and um, you know the golf course has probably been in the best shape it's been in, in in a long, long time. So we actually the rain we did get helped during our growing season and. Now it's a matter of maintaining. So if you haven't played down here, come on out and, and enjoy a great round of golf. And we're kind of a, you know, link style, uh, you know, open type golf course, kind of like we're going to see this week at, you know, the British Open. So I was going to say, you know, I've played your course many times and that's that's a great way to describe it. And, um, you know, you're in New Lenox. Uh, it's not it's not too hard to get to, Bob. And it's such a fun course and there's so much to do there. So uh, tell us a little more about the course. Like what's what's the like what's the signature hole? Well, I'd say hole five, people will argue that's hole 17. Hole five is a par five dog egg left where we do get some of our trees involved. Um, it's probably one of the toughest par fives in the state of Illinois. Um, so I'd consider that the signature hole. But there's another 50% of the people in America that would think that play our golf course that 17 is also a par five with water right and left would be our signature hole. So, I mean, can't go wrong. We probably have two of the hardest par fives in the state of Illinois on this golf course. Um, they're very, very fair as long as you play the game the right way. I mean, they're essentially three-shot holes. The people that get in trouble are the ones that try to go forward in two, and then they end up getting either hit in OB or in the woods or, or in the water. So those are our two signature holes. But every hole's kind of got a little different character out here. We do have two holes back in uh, back 14 15, we call back in the Jurassic Park. Um, it's kind of a wooded area that you go back there, and if you come out par-par, you're going to probably have a pretty good round with the sanctuary. So. Uh, so, Bob, for all of us hackers out there um, who have so many issues, and I, I've, I, you know, it's it's almost like you once you fix one thing, something else comes up. But what what would you recommend, Bob, to to a, a you know a Sunday hacker like who has a little slice going on or who who seems just not to be hitting the ball as far as he'd like to hit it? Like, what what's the easiest solution for that? Well, the first thing we do, and John Daly uh, said it best in one of his books that. You know, 80% of the beginning golfer's issue is alignment. Um, a lot of people will line up to the golf ball, and they will be what we call open or aiming left. Um, golf's actually opposite of everything you think. People are like, well, I'm hitting it right, so if I aim further left, I'll be okay. Actually, that's going to promote the golf ball to go further right. So I, first thing we do is check alignment on any of our new students, and basically, you know, nine times out of ten, they're aiming so far left, that's why they're hitting it right, especially with driver. So the first thing we check is alignment, especially your shoulder alignment. If the shoulder isn't at target or just a little right of target uh, for a right-handed player, we're going to adjust that, and you'd be surprised um, how much straighter you hit the golf ball. All right, now I need a putting tip as well, Bob, because uh, I go these stretches where I can putt the ball really well, and then I can't. Um, what's, what's the easiest tip? Because, you know, sometimes I'm like, all right, just don't worry about the line as much and more about the speed. What, what, what would you suggest? So what we teach our right-handed players is back of your left hand at your target. So as long as you keep the back of your left hand in your putting stroke at your target, the putter face is going to follow that left hand. And that, that will alleviate a lot of what we call cutting up the putts or coming across it. 
So a lot of people will bail out because your hands want to actually wrap around your body. Uh, so basically, if I'm, if I'm a right-handed player, my left hand's going to want to pull, you know, basically left of my left hip. So as long as we keep the back of the left hand at the target during our entire putting stroke, you're going to make more putts. And that's, that's one of the first things we teach our students. You know, I'm curious, Bob, because I've got a 15-year-old son. He doesn't play golf, but he's got friends who play. And I got paired up with one of them just randomly, and he was hitting the ball like 275, 300. It was insane. And just, you know, not only that, but he was great around the greens. Are you noticing kids, younger kids, just destroying the ball more than they used to? I mean, it's, I, I seem like I'm playing with younger kids, you know, like just get paired up with them, and they, and they just absolutely annihilate the golf ball. Yeah, they're, they're a lot more flexible than we are. I mean, I turned 50 this year, so I still hit it somewhat decent, but they're a lot more flexible, and they don't have fear, and they can generate uh, immense club head speed, which is good to do. Technique is more important than, than uh, club head speed, but as flexible as they are, they can adjust you know, during their swing to hit it where they need to hit it. And these young kids, I'll tell you, when I was young, I, hit, I used to hit it a long way, but, man, these kids, they just pound it. And, um, you know, some of it's not as accurate as it should be, but at 15, the younger kids we teach at the young age distance first, then we worry about direction. Back in the day when we were growing up, uh, we were teaching direction, then worry about distance. But you can only teach distance at one time in your, in your life. So we teach them young, hit it hard, and then we'll worry about direction, um, you know, later in life. And, man, these kids, these high school kids and college kids, they just bomb it. Um, and even these young kids on the tour now, it's, just, it's amazing how far, you know, they, they hit the golf ball in. And with accuracy. So, yeah, it's, it's flexibility, and, it's, and a lot of it's no fear. They don't care where it goes. You know, you care. I care. They don't care. Hey, as long as I hit it far, I don't care where it goes. Right. I think I heard Bryson DeChambeau say that one time, that basically hit it as far as you can down there and just gouge it out, right, and then just hopefully get it close to the pin and make your birdie and move on to the next hole. Uh, I'm curious, Bob, you know, you're at, uh, you're at Sanctuary all the time. Are, um, how are things going there? Like, is, has, has business been great? Because when I'm on the course out in, this, you know, in northern suburbs, I, I feel like it's always crowded. And I've, Is golf in a good place right now overall, do you think, Bob? Yeah, golf's in a great place. Um, we've had some you know, change, obviously, with COVID. Um, and there's some courses in the south suburbs and even north suburbs that are closing, and not for the, not for the reason that they're losing money because they're selling for development. So that's just going to make the inventory, make the demand you know, a little higher. Um, you know, but the problem we have in the golf industry right now is is the supply chain issues just like everybody else. The chemical prices are through the roof. If we don't have the right chemicals to put on the golf course, you're not going to have a golf course. And, you know, the labor participation is tough to get. Um, heck, I got a new cart fleet coming. I ordered um, last February, and it's, still, it's not going to be here until November of this year. So there's some issues we're dealing with and the staff shortages, but golf as, as a whole is solid. People love the game. The COVID the COVID boom, what it did is it, it brought that 25 to 35, 40-year-old golfer back to the game the one that played like that 15 year old kid you were talking about that that you played with you know went to college got it got a you know got a degree or whatever he did went in the trades and he didn't have time because he's building a family well wait a second and, and you started seeing these older clubs you know the late 90s early 2000 clubs showing up at the range and they got back into it and retention we had about 10 15 percent of those so now we see the younger you know i don't say younger 25 30 35 is young to me but you know playing more golf because they got they fell back in love with the game instead of worrying about their career 100 percent. i'd love to get your take bob on what's going on right now on the pga and the whole live thing uh you know you're a guy who obviously loves the game um what what was your take on live starting and are, are you dead set against it or are you for just hey you know especially some of these young guys getting a chance to make a lot of money and set themselves up I am 100% for the Live Golf, what they're doing. 
Um, Tiger made a comment yesterday. I love Tiger Woods. He said, well, you know, if there's no desire to play when they get the money up front. And Tiger Woods, he was the first professional golfer ever that I can remember before he played in his first PGA Tour event as a professional was a millionaire through his sponsorships. So he didn't have the same pressure as the average person. So his comments yesterday, oh, I don't see how it does this. I get it because he went through some things, and, uh, you know, the PGA Tour stood behind him. Um, the PGA Tour, for what they've done, it, they, don't, they don't basically care about the lower-level golfer. The golfer that, if he doesn't make a cut, he gets nothing. Um, if, you, if LeBron James and a lot of people go to him, if he only plays 60 games out of the 82-game you know, season because um, they have rest days and stuff, he still gets a paycheck. You know, these guys, if they don't make the cut, they get nothing. You know, they still got to pay their travel expense, and people will say, hey, there's sponsorships, there's this, there's that. Well, that's fine, but every other professional athlete has that. So the PJ Tour should be, hey, if you get your tour card and you're exempt, they should give them, I don't care if it's 50000 or $100,000 up front, here you go, go play golf, because we're using your likeness, kind of like the college stuff that's going on right now. We're using your likeness to sell tickets. Oh, you didn't make a cut this week? Sorry, you get nothing. So if they would do something like that, and I think this is why this live came about, because you know, there are golfers out there that, yeah, granted, most of the guys in live are millionaires and so on and so forth, so it's their right to do what they're doing. Um, I think the tour's got to really look at what they're doing and get some of these young kids that there's some guys that are really good that can't afford to even play because they don't have sponsorships and they don't have backers. And it's really hard to go out and try to, you know, know that, hey, if I don't make the cut this week, I probably don't have enough money to play next week. So that's why I'm for it. Now, you can talk about the Saudi money, you can talk about this and that. Well, all these, all these professional sports are taking money from someplace. So, um, and I guess being a PGA member like I am, the PGA Tour you know, years ago, left the PGA of America because they thought they could run the they could run the the tour events better and and to make money, and that's why they don't have a major either. You know, we we run the PGA Championship, the PGA of America, Augusta runs the Masters. You know, the Royal uh, Royal and A runs the Open, and then the USGA runs the U.S. Open. So you know, the PGA Tour, I think it's kind of a a good. Uh, check for them to say, hey, they better get their act in gear because guess what? People, more and more people are going to jump. And when you don't have the big names playing, and no offense to Tiger, he'll probably play four or five times a week. You're not going to get these these sponsors to sponsor these events, and then where are we going to be? So, you know, but I'm just curious down the road what this is going to look like because I, I you know, I, I think that you know with the money that the Live Golf has, it's sustainable to be around for years, but. Um, I, you know, I just don't know, like, what, like, three or four years on the road, will, will we, you know, will, will we still have the same amount of people on Live Golf, or will there be a bunch more, you know, and I, I just don't know how, how it's all going to work out. I assume it will, you know, and, and but, like, um, some of these guys who have been on, you know, get off our lawn, you know, like, Rory has been really strong against Live and Tiger now, and Justin Thomas seems to be, I mean, I wonder if their stance will change once the Live gets more established, or maybe the Live won't get more established. I don't know. I think it's a very curious and interesting timing in the golf world right now. And I'd be willing to bet there'll be a compromise and a merger somehow, some way. That, that's just my gut feeling. I did like the fact that the LPGA and the PGA Tour, I don't know if you know, has canceled their, their tour events in China now because of this, you know, because they're, they're talking about the Saudi money and, and all the other stuff. But they were going to have, you know, the PGA Tour got in bed with the Chinese and they were going to go, you know, play over there and they canceled that. So I think there's going to be a con- com- compromise somewhere because, let's face it, you can't lose these big names Who's going to watch uh, PJ Tour if there's nobody playing? So that's that that you want to watch. Um, it's not like I love college baseball, but it's not Major League Baseball. 
if they keep losing these big names, what are you going to tune in for? To watch good golf? I get it. But why wouldn't you watch to live? Because your favorite players are out there. So yeah, it's, I, it's good for the game eventually, I hope. Right. Outside of me, not many people watch PJ Tour. I'll watch it no matter who's playing. Um, all right. So we've, we've, we're at the old course, right? This is where it all started. Tiger loves it. It's, it sounds like he's, he's almost been focusing, Bob, on just getting back to play this, this tournament. And I don't know. There's been some sort of weird thing going on that I, I keep reading different things. That, you know, he even made a quote that's saying, you know, he started in 95, and if it ends here, so be it. So uh, with that being said, who, who do you like this week at the Open Championship, and do you feel there's any chance that this is Tiger's last tournament? I don't think it'll be his last unless, barring an injury. I think he'll, um, you know, he'll keep playing because he loves the competition. Um, you know, he's, he's come back from many, many different obstacles to keep playing. I don't think he'll play as much. Um, you know, he'll just try to, you know, focus on the majors and, and do that. Uh, but I love Z- um, Xander Shafley this week. I really do. He's hot. Um, he's been close in a lot of majors. And that, that's who, if I was going to bet, he's at 14-1. to 1. That's who I would probably roll with. And, um, you know, obviously John Rahm, you know, has the talent to get that done. The, the sexy pick is Rory McIlroy. Um, I'm not saying Rory's not going to win it, but it's kind of like the, you know, the Kentucky Derby. If I'm going to gamble, I always throw the favorite out. A um, little better return on investment. But, you know, it, it would be great if Rory won. But those are the two I really like this week, Xander Sheffley and then John Rahm. And then a sleeper, um, if you're looking for somebody that's really, really at good odds, and if you're going to play that game, uh, Gary Woodland. Um, I was looking at him the other day. He's 80-1. to 1. Gary has the distance and to, to play in the wind, and it wouldn't shock me if he came around. And at 80-1, to 1, it would be a shocking thing, but if he came around and won this whole tournament. He's been playing really good golf. His short game's been really good the last four or five weeks. But, uh, and he's got the distance to overcome the wind out there. So don't be surprised if Gary Woodland is up there all week. So, or he could shoot 80-80 both days, and it's a moot point. Right, exactly. Now, you know, the, Bob, the uh, last time I think this was held here was uh, Zach Johnson won. I think he was like 75 or 80-1 to one, uh, to win it in 2010 when it was held there. Uh, Louis won, and he's 60-1 to one right now. Um, someone I like... Uh, who who seems to be getting a little better? He's had good and bad tournaments. Is Tony Finau? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yeah, he's he's competed in some of the majors. He hasn't had a great year, but uh, he can go low. And I know this. They're saying this course is going to be crazy because it's kind of dried out right now. So um, I wouldn't be surprised at all. By the way, I, I'm seeing Gary Woodland all the way up to like 125 to one. So that's a, that's an interesting one. And uh, I also like uh, for a long shot Keith Mitchell who you can get for anywhere. He's got a long history with the course. I think his dad uh, was a member there or something, and he's like 115 to 1, and he hits the ball really far as well. So uh, those are the guys I like. Before I let you go, Bob, I want to get back uh, to your course, Sanctuary. Um, If I want to make a reservation, what's the best way for me to make a reservation at your course? Well, we always encourage people to book as, as far out as possible. We allow people to book eight days in advance on our website, seven days by calling the golf course. So as long as you know what tea time you want to play, we suggest logging on at midnight, one in the morning, book that eight days out. Uh, We do take a credit card to hold the reservation. We do not charge you. That's the easiest way, either through that or through our our app, um, eight days out. Or you can always call the golf course. Uh, GolfSanctuary.com is our website. And, you know, obviously with the ads we run with you guys, $39 Wednesday specials, which is great. And, you know, we're only $71 on a weekend, which, you know, no offense to you, Northside guys, you know, they're paying $90, $95 to play. (laughs) None taken. You know, $71, you know, on a weekend to play a golf course in this condition and, and a very challenging facility here, you know, it's a really good bargain. So, and our range is perfect. We do brand-new range balls every year, so people really like our range facility here. And, 
yeah, we got to get you guys down here more than more than once a year to play and uh, enjoy our place. So, uh, absolutely. And you know, uh, when I go down there, you also have a great clubhouse with good food. So there's, uh, you know, you don't just have to leave the course right after you're done, right? And two dollar PBRs every day. Wow, that's a great deal. Hey, Bob, always appreciate you joining us. Uh, thanks for the time, and uh, we'll hopefully I'll see you soon. Thanks, Randy. Have a great day.